Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from Rabbi Eli Kompfer. Let's listen in. Parashat Vayera includes a scene that is the model of our entire mode of prayer. It also serves as the source of the image of God as a being who loves justice and judgment, tzedakah umishpat. This is a phrase that we recite at the end of the 11th blessing in the Amida, blessing God as melech ohev tzedakah umishpat, the king who loves justice and judgment. What does this phrase mean, and how might it relate to our own prayer lives? When God plans to destroy the city of Sodom, God first tells Avraham what is going to happen. God explains this decision to share the plan with Avraham because Avraham needs to, quote, instruct his children and household to keep God's ways doing tzedakah umishpat, Genesis 18.19. This then leads to Avraham's argument with God in which Avraham challenges God to live up to the title of judge, shofet, of all the land, who actually exercises fair judgment, mishpat. In other words, part of what it means for God to love justice and judgment is for God to engage us in the pursuit of justice and judgment, even or especially if it means that we challenge God. Indeed, the entire scene of arguing against the destruction of Sodom and the witnessing of its destruction the following day serves as a model of the Amidah generally. An old source in the Talmud makes this claim. Avraham established the morning prayer, the Amidah, as it says in Genesis 19.27, Avraham awoke early in the morning and went to the place where he had stood. Bavli Brachot 26b. Avraham stood in the morning, implying, through a text in Psalms 106.30, that what he did while standing was to pray the morning Amidah. This means the model of the Amidah is the argument Avraham has with God about saving the city of Sodom. But it's actually a double reference, since this proof text is in fact quoted from the scene following the destruction of Sodom, the morning after Avraham's argument with God. In Genesis 19.27, the verse cited by the Talmud as the source of the Amidah, Avraham returns to the place at which he had stood. Genesis 18.22, for his earlier argument with God. The first standing is when Avraham argues. The second standing is when Avraham sees the destruction. The prayer moment, identified by the Talmud as the second standing, takes place when Avraham recognizes that, despite his argument, Sodom has been destroyed, presumably because there were not even ten righteous people there. Sometimes prayer is about acceptance, not about achieving a result. What does it mean for us to say this phrase, tzedakah mishpat, in the middle of our Amidah? God wants us, Abraham's descendants, referenced in God's explanation of his actions back in Genesis 18.19, to do tzedakah mishpat. The main way of demonstrating that is by arguing for people who are, by all accounts, awful, in order not to hurt innocent people. Perhaps prayer is not only about ourselves or our close community, but about those who are as far away from us as we could imagine, who nevertheless demand our attention. There's also another, perhaps even more surprising understanding of the phrase tzedakah mishpat, one in which God favors a stance of compromise 
as opposed to strict justice. This interpretation relies on a reading of these two terms not as synonyms, but rather as distinct, with tzedakah lighter than mishpat. Our phrase is connected to this concept in the following Midrash, Midrash Hagadol Breshit, page 306. To do justice and judgment, la sot tzedakah mishpat, Genesis 18.19. What is judgment that has together with it justice? Let's say this is compromise, Heveomer zebitsua. From here we learn that compromise is better than judgment, as it says, justice and, or meaning together with, judgment. In this source, tzedakah and mishpat are quite distinct. Here tzedakah is synonymous with compromise, and mishpat represents strict justice. The value of compromise is not an uncontroversial position. In fact, this view stands in stark contrast to that of Rabbi Eliezer, the son of Rabbi Yossi Aglili, who says that anyone who compromises is a sinner. After all, compromise stands in direct contradiction to clear truth. Indeed, Tosefta Sanhedrin 1.3 presents two different models of relating to justice, Moshe and Aaron. Moshe is the one who favors strict justice, saying, let judgment pierce the mountain. He is contrasted to Aaron, who would try to make peace between people through compromise. It's possible then to see our blessing as supporting the Aaron approach to life. Try to make compromises in which both tzedakah and mishpat are held as one. The blessing then becomes a plea for God to also hold to this standard and to temper strict justice with some form of tzedakah. Our blessing then becomes an opportunity for the worshiper, who perhaps identifies with the accused, to ask God to bring a world based on compromise rather than strict justice, a world in which Aaron's approach to life takes precedence over Moshe's. It also provides a model of how we might move through the world looking for opportunities to compromise without always hewing to a strict standard of judgment. Strict justice has a value, of course. Moshe represents this approach. And yet, in our prayer, God loves compromise more than justice. Perhaps we might as well. Taken together, both of these understandings of the phrase tzedakah umishpat open a new interpretive field for the 11th blessing of the Amidah. We might see ourselves in the role of Avraham, facing reality in our prayers, even if that reality disappoints. And we might see ourselves in the role of Aharon, looking for moments of compromise in the complexities of our world. Shabbat Shalom. Our producers for this episode are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chavinsky for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.